All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I'm one half of the dynamic duo, Shaboy Dwight at 517-214. Joined again as I am usually every week. We had to take a week off because of the holiday travel situation I had. The brains of the operation, the young prodigy, the uh, doctorate student, young SJ PhD. How you feeling today, family? Um, you know, we're day busy day. Just had a lot going on. Um, and then of course, you know, the Mavs, they don't make it easy. They don't, <laughs> you know, they don't um give me something to take my mind off things. So yeah. Just been it's the busy time of the semester. Yeah. It's uh oh yeah, I mean I keep forgetting you're in school. Like my uh you what how many more weeks y'all got left here too? Like two, yeah. Yeah, so it's like finals, that type stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Right now. Okay. A lot of papers. <laughs> I got you. A lot you. of grading, because I teach, too, so it's just a lot going on. Man, lock in, lock in. You almost, <laughs> yeah. you almost, you almost got your break. Um, my wife went back to teaching. She's on countdown time. She counted down the days. I think she got, what, after today, I think nine to go. So mm. that's kind of the same attitude she got. Um, I don't know, luckily or unluckily, my job slows down at this time of year. So basically, I'm taking meetings for stuff that's going to happen in January and February. So I'm just kind of chilling. I ain't going to hold you. Now, thankfully, the Mavs ain't, uh, the Mavs ain't stressing me. Well, I mean, they stink, but I kind of gave up on them. I gave up on them last week. So I'm not even as emotional about what took place last night outside of my dad texting me and making fun of me but um y'all for this episode appreciate y'all for locking in with us we didn't record last week because i was at my mom's house and i didn't bring my computer and i had to drive and by the time i got back sj it didn't fit in sj's schedule so i apologize to y'all it's my fault yet again for not giving y'all episode last week um i probably could have cheated and brought in a guest host, but we, I, I don't, I'm not doing that. Y'all come here usually for us, so y'all gonna get both of us, and you're not gonna get none of us. Um, that's kind of my viewpoint on that. With all that being said, um, it's the quarter point of the NBA season. At this point, I think every single team in the league has played at least 21 games. Every We are officially at the 25% mark of the NBA season. And while that is still early, you know what I'm saying? The, the story hasn't been written for really any team except for, I think, the very best teams and the very worst teams. Um, we wanted to discuss, like, things around the NBA. We, we were passionate about or things we stood on the soapbox about being right about. And things we thought was going to happen that, yeah, man, we put up bricks on. So um, the team, I guess I'll go first. The team I thought was going to be good that has been super mid so far. And the record isn't like real, real, real bad. But when you watch them, you like, yeah, this shit just ain't going to work. This shit's never going to work out. It's those Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, I'm a Rudy Gobert hater, but just because I don't like a player don't mean I don't acknowledge he's good. And I just figured they was going to actually have their shit together. I thought they'd be a very, very good regular season team. 
and I thought the problems for them would come in the playoffs. But I thought they, I think I had them third, third or fourth in the West this year, because I expected uh, Anthony Edwards lead, um, and I expected basically Rudy Gobert to clean up everything behind him with that defensive system they were playing last year. And man, it's just been all out of whack. It's just been so bad, and. I don't know how it's going to fix. I don't know how it's going to be fixed. I don't know what the solutions are because it's so clunky on both ends. It's like Cat don't even know where to be defensively. Like he truly has no idea. So I don't know what they do. I really don't. And they're not real, real bad. But they also, I don't see the path for them to be real, real good. SJ, what do you think about those Minnesota Timberwolves? Yeah, the Wolves are a team. I mean, I feel like it wasn't just you. A lot of people had them being at least a good regular season team. I think the consensus was always, okay, they'll be fine in the regular season playoffs, and we don't know about playoffs. Um, You know, that's how I felt, too. I think I had them top four, too, I want to say. I think I maybe had them four or five. I can't remember. But um, they were right in that range for me, at least. And, I mean, even with that, there were still some concerns. I mean, my initial concern when they first made the trade was Ant. I immediately thought about Ant because I'm like, okay, you're running double big, you know, driving lanes as much as Cat. Like, I I think it's funny. People don't understand. Um, And it's not – I I don't mean this in, like, a condescending way. I'm just saying, like, theoretically, Cat, you know, he's touting himself as a – the best shooting big whatever whatever we know that's not that's Dirk's title anyway but he believes he is you know one of or the best shooting big you know league has ever seen then if you look at his percentages you know he's a really good shooter so you would say okay um how is a good shooter like Cat and he's spacing out on the perimeter you know how is you know he you know him at, at the four Rudy at the five how is that cramping the lane for Cat when when you're slotting in like you're thinking about his replacement who is um Kyle Anderson slow-mo so he's a worse shooter by the, by the percentages by volume percentages all that like cat can shoot better than slow-mo however the floor has more space when you slot in slow-mo for cat and that's just because it's in cat's nature to want to post up regardless of him <laughs> Like him wanting to shoot threes and all that, fine. But he's a big man at the end of the day. So and he works out of the post. Like he's still a, you know, he's still a post presence, a post player. So when you have him trying to operate, um, in that area, in that post paint area, then you have Gobert in the dunker spot taking up. There was this one play that just sticks out in my head. I think um, Cat kind of had the ball. He was kind of on a block, but then. Go bear. I think he got like the ball got knocked away and he was like trying to throw it to Go Bear, who was just awkwardly in the dunker spot, like next to him. And it it, it resulted in like a Go Bear turnover. <laughs> like it was it was just it's clunky. And then Ann, he's been saying since the season started, he's been making his comments about how he does not like, you know, the double bigs. Um they asked him, Well, why aren't you dunking? He was like, There's no space because he's like, There's no space, I can't dunk. Um and he prefers, you know, you can see in his numbers when he's playing with one big, he's much more aggressive, you know, in finding his own shot. And um, it just opens things up easier for him. Like, Katz, he's out till January at the very least, they said, with his um, calf strain. And they, they won as soon they, as he went out. 
they won and it just looked different again from yeah. a spacing standpoint they're running high pick and rolls um just so much space on the floor and like i said like theoretically you would think cat spaces the floor better than a slow-mo but that's just not the case in today's game um so it's 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 a clunky fit and i listen to and it's funny people are like oh why why did they think um you know this would work and we say that as fans but we we underestimate the what like i guess the time and effort they put into you know judging this before making the trade because i listened to finch i listened to i forgot what this was this was um who i forgot like who he was talking to or like what platform or whatever it was but he was talking about the trade and they said they did so much research and so much like um you know, looking at the data, looking at lineups, looking at, you know, simulations to see how this would work before they pull the trigger on the trade. It wasn't just, they just did the trade and that was, you know, and they just hope for the best. Like, they actually prepared and, you know, thought about it. And, you know, again, everything sounds good in theory, but then when you put it on the court, um, it's a lot different. And it's not even just, um, like we were saying, oh, Gobert, you know, because I thought they would be fine because I thought, okay, offensively, you know, offense might be a slightly worse, but I didn't think it would, you know, tank. And I thought the defense would get much better um, just because Gobert is a walking, like, top five or top top ten defense to himself. But the defense is actually pretty bad, too. Everyone's talking about the offense, but the defense with the double bigs aren't great because Cat can't guard a perimeter. <laughs> like, they ha- he's missing so many rotations. Um, he's just well footed Yeah. So it's 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 his his really poor defensive instincts. Exactly, he reminds me of Wood in that aspect. Um, their instincts are just bad, (laughs) and they just they don't know where to be. You're slow footed already, like you're already slow footed. So it's like coupled that coupled with the instincts, it's not great. And um, I mean the cat injury sucks because, and I say it sucks because yeah, they might um, I think they'll play better. They already showed signs of starting to play better. I think they'll play better, but. You really need a time to figure it out between your two, like Cat and Rudy are on Supermaxes. Like you don't, you can't, you need to figure it out. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like unless you're trading one of them, and you know you're not trading Ant. You know he's the youngest out of all of them, looks to have the most potential out of all of them. So you're not trading him, Gobert. You're not trading him when his value is getting a bit lower, and he's already on that Supermax, and you gave like you're not getting half of what you got you know, what you gave up for him back. So Cat is like the, you know, more reasonable option, but there's deep ties there. You drafted him. He's been there for long as he's telling you he wants to be there. There's just so many politics with that too. So it's just, they have no option but to work it out. And this is like, they're missing, you know, crucial time for them to figure it out with this cat injury. So, I mean, I mean, it could be worse. It's not like they're in the worst spot in the league. <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah. just that. And they have buttons to press, like I said, if it gets so crazy. Like, like a cat trade could give you, like, you could get back, you know, quite a bit, depending on the right team. You could get back quite a bit in a cat trade if it, if it had to really come down to that. And, um, but, you know, I think it's just um, they, they'll have to figure it out, literally. Like, they just have to work it out. Yeah, they. I, it, that's just what it is, and even if it doesn't work this year, they still got to grind it out. Like, it's just too much invested. Um, 
I do think where you you were right when you said, well, they could trade Cat, blah 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 blah. Sarah. They could. That's why that Rudy trade is. It's still it's that trade was kind of crazy, man. In retrospect, like that. Oh, it really... was, I mean, even in the moment, like what they gave up to get, like for him, is crazy for a team that already had a center. Like, yeah, you know, man, like I would see another. T- like that's something you do. That's something you do if like you got him for the low. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah I take him. You know, I take like two first. Or, or even if Atlanta did that trade, like some yeah. that pieces, and if Atlanta did a trade like that, or you know, a team like that, I'd be like, okay, like. I get it, especially if there's, you know, swapping Clint all that. But the fact that you're doing a trade like that when you already have a center and you're telling him, you know, he's played center. He's what this is like year eight or whatever in the league for him. And you're telling him who's played center for, you know, eight years to, hey, now you're going to play power forward, especially in a league where there's really power wings <laughs> or playing the four spies, not even like the traditional power forwards. Like in 2002, yeah, Cat could be a power forward. Cat would be a power forward in 2002. Yeah. But not not today so i don't know it's it's just cra- like in in the moment it was a little crazy but in retrospect it's really crazy yeah giving that up for anybody that isn't i don't know a top 10 15 player like in his peak prime feels insane in retrospect because and I know it's kind of like revisionist history, but even Walker Kessler can play. And like, I, ain't all them picks like unprotected? If I'm not crazy, I know the one this year is. Yeah, um, they could get a a decent, but Utah could get a lottery pick from them this year. If yeah, they're not, like careful. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's gonna be on the table, but I do think or just outside the lottery, and that's still a valuable pick, especially this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, deep, well, deep draft. That's yeah. why. Oh, that's not I'm not. Knives. I'm not even gonna get. Well, like, oh. we'll go. We don't get into that. I don't yeah. know. We might be picking, baby. We might sure. be picking. So hold on now. But I will say, like, um, yeah, they they got to work it out. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But it just looks so bad to where I don't think that's gonna be fixed this season. I don't. Um, moving on. Let's see. Did you want to go second with something you were wrong about that you didn't see not working out or I mean, working out poorly that fast? I think we both had Minnesota, but... Yeah, for poorly, definitely Minnesota. I mean, other than, like, you know, the Mavericks, I think everyone is pretty much, like, where I... Ex- like, you know, give or take where I expect them. Like, Golden State, you know, they're... You know, they've been disappointing, but they're, you know, I expect them to you know, run off a win streak at some yeah. point. They they, they, they they have a button they can push to where they just stop playing the kids. And exactly. They, yeah. Or even a trade. Like, they have buttons to push. So I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, concerned about like Golden State or anything. So I wouldn't even put them in there. I mean, the Lakers think like I would expect, you know, you're looking at East. The East is pretty much shaping out, you know, pretty much how I expected in, in the sense of like, who's bad and who's good in the East um you know brooklyn they had that concerning start but they're right back up there you know in the conference same with philly right back up there so i think it's um in terms of like who's like who's bad who i expected to be good i think it's really just minnesota and who's good who i expected or who's good who should have been bad in in terms of my calculations at least i mean the jazz they're coming back down to earth i think they've won like three of their last 10 so yeah, my uh, my gonna... my kind of got hurt. They literally couldn't win a game for a week and a half. 
Yeah, so they're coming back down to earth. Um, even the Blazers, they're, um, I mean, they're still better than I expected. Um, cause I had them, I think I had them in the final playing spot. Um, but shit, they might just either outright right make the playoffs or even be an upper echelon playing team. Who knows? But um, they're kind of coming back down to earth too, and the Dame's been you know in and out the lineup. Um, and there's one more team I was just about to bring up. Uh, I mean the Kings. What about the Kings? <laughs> they're they're Them doing Kings. okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. and the Pacers. The Pacers was the team I was thinking about too. They're still doing better, and people think people need to stop. Like we, I, I I'm not even saying we, but tanking like the tanking conversations have been so overblown the last like few seasons like yeah. people think every team just want like if you trade your star you immediately just want to bottom out and tank like that's like it's it's so overblown like and it's funny because these you're hearing reports from these teams that they don't want it like indiana had been saying we don't want to bottom out like we just thought they'd naturally be bad because mm -hmm. you know they didn't have a lot of names on the roster but like they had been saying, even since last year, when they were trading people and all that, we don't want to bottom out. <laughs> like, these are small market teams that still want profits. They st or not, at least not profits, but still want some sort of revenue, <laughs> like, yeah. good revenue. Like, same thing with the Jazz. Like, we all, the, the people kept saying they're tanking, they're this, and, they, you know, reporters kept saying they're not trying to tank. <laughs> like, that is not the goal. And we're seeing it. Like, the Pacers, like, they're not bad. And I think they'll come back down to earth a bit eventually too similar to the jazz and um blazers but like they could very well you know extend miles turner people just expecting you know him to be traded and i mean i get it you know he's been saying stuff and you know they did he's he been he's been out. flirting with the lakers openly for exactly for a while now mm -hmm. but they could i could see them extending him he's still young like he's still young and um I, they they had been saying that they wanted to see him with Halliburton, and sure enough, career high. <laughs> like, yeah, with yeah. Halliburton. So yeah. like, I don't see like I could definitely see them still moving Buddy, but I could you know because he's not he's not on the timeline at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have his replacement. On the and list. I was about to say they have because Chris Duarte has been out. Like people forgot about him. Mm -hmm. He's been out, and Nemhard, that rookie looks good so and then you have benedict matherin so and those are three shooting guard spot you know three wing spots that's, right. a, that's a that's a cute re, that's a cute rebuild on the fly and then you throw in nez nesmith who or neesmith i think that's how you think Nismith, yeah. he's coming into his own so they could trade buddy no problem <laughs> like yeah. you know and, and it doesn't have to be a package with moth you think there people have been thinking about them as a package because of the lakers package but i could see them trading buddy and extending mouth like that as um so they have options they're not that's why when lakers fans thought it was a done deal talking about some oh they're who else are they gonna get first from like they're gonna regret tr not training him and having him walk but they're fine <laughs> like they're completely fine like the, the, you know the lakers are the ones moving you know at a desperate um or in a desperate fashion so I mean, the, the games have been fine. I mean, and people keep saying that, oh, the West is mid or this is mid. Like, hello, people. If if you're expecting stiff competition, right, from the beginning of the season, records are not going to be high. Teams are beating e each other. The East is not weak. Like, people were talking about, oh, the West might look like, and it was like, oh, wait, we're like, um, like they had eight teams or like seven teams had 50 win records the east was generationally bad 
that is why the West could have been that stacked because the West teams are losing to each other, but they were beating up on the East. That's not the case anymore. So no, you're not, not gonna get crazy records apart from like the top top teams who are just beating everybody. <laughs> like you know, like the Celtics, you have the Bucks. Um, that you know they're beating everybody. Other than that, teams are beating each other. Like any team can beat any team on a given night. So like the records. So saying that. Oh, the, the, or the conferences are mid. I think that's the wrong word there. I just think yeah. that um, any team can be. Oh, and, and I'll be honest, I've said it a lot. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm one of them people. Oh, yeah, I, I just don't agree. I've been seeing it. Yeah, I, I've just been seeing it. Oh, the West is mid. Like, look at these records. They're beating, like, teams are beating each other. It's not that they're mid. It's just that teams are beating each other. Um. So, yeah, that, that, that's one thing I, I guess I can pat myself on the back for. I did predict that the records weren't going to be high in the conferences and so far it's looking like that so yay go me see statistics yeah. and math and all that <laughs> you know helps sj statistics dead it again SJ yeah statistics. uh i'm looking at the standings and something i i gotta say i was dead ass wrong about yeah them them sons bruh them sons yeah, is not going wrong. you said they were a playing team you know, seven I'm seed Seven I, yeah, seed. Seven, I think I had them at the four or five seed. Yeah. I think I maybe had them four or five, but yeah, you yeah. said seven seed. I was shocked about that. <laughs> yeah, I was wilding for that. And it's crazy because, like, the reasons why I said it would happen, kind of like CP3 been hurt, ain't really been playing that great. It ain't mattered it at all. Matter. Low-key, uh, Aiden ain't played that well. Like, Yeah, he's starting to pick it up as, as of late, yeah, but he started to see him slow. Yeah, um, it's it's really Booker. Just I mean, he just put the team on his back, and yeah, exactly. And it's kind of weird. He's been uh, he's, off the off the dribble, lot. off the dribble. He was in the lab. He took the playoffs personal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he really did. Like I was pre, I call him a young player. Like, I, did you know Mikael about to be like twenty six? Like he's not he that young. 26. Yeah, I think, I think he's about to be twenty six. Yeah. or Hold on. I think, or I think he's either 25 turned 26 or he's like just turned 26. Hold on. I think he might even be about to be 27 because I or keep maybe. calling him young. And... I don't think he's 27 though. I don't think when he's I or about it. to be. I think he's 26. Yeah, yeah. He just turned 26. So. 26, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he turned 26 in August. And it's like, for some odd reason, I see him as young. Yeah, but I mean, he's just entering his prime. Yeah, yeah. But, but to me, like, he's. Usually dudes kind of are what they are by 25, 26, but he's still making leaps. So mm-hmm. salute to him. Salute to him. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they're a regular season machine. And you know who else we need to put on regular season machine? Like, give them that tag? Because I had them in a plane again, and they're really good. The fucking Grizzlies, bro. Oh, yeah. You gotta, oh, yeah. You got to give them regular season machine tag. I, 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 well, then again, we didn't think my man was coming back that fast. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. But even still, but even still, Jaw was out. Um, yeah. Madge, they still haven't had Zaire Williams back. Just mad bro, people bro, out. Bro, bro, that winning. that game where we blew them out. Like I don't think people remember the lineup they was rolling bro, out there. It was, Josh, yes. it was Josh. Yes, it was John. Some bombs. It was literally John and just anybody. Like yeah. at the time, Bane hadn't heated up yet. Bane started the season slow, and then he really came on like about week two, week three before he got injured. But yeah, Bane was started off slow. Yeah. I think you forget. They, their coach is really good, and they don't like. They have a they, system. They have a system. Yeah, they do. The system ain't Luca good. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, and that's another. I mean, we'll get into it in the Mavs. I have a lot to say about the Mavs, but um. 
yeah, it's just they it's must be I mean, I know playoffs is where you, you know, make your money and all that, but to be a good regular season team, you know, to, to have a system in, you know, you need to have a system in place and have guys who, you know, fit the system because if you're relying like everybody's team looks or that's why the off season is a honeymoon period because everybody especially when healthy everybody's team looks good (laughs) or you know you could realistically say okay this team could you know exceed expectations because you know you're looking at it through the lens everybody's healthy all this but then when injuries guys are out for various reasons or this or that are happening you still have to win games like you still have to win games so if your team can't survive with and i'm not talking about like like most teams, if the star goes down, they're going to get, you know, a little worse. But I'm saying if, if key guys from your rotation, like a starter or something is missing, you need to be able to survive, survive that. You have to survive that. Even, let's say, I mean, Christian Wood didn't play two games. Didn't we lose both of them? Yes, and then the game Tim didn't play against the Pelicans, we lost that one. Like, we can't survive if one at Maxi. Remember when Maxi was out? We barely oh, yeah, like, I think if we had Maxi, we would have beaten the Rockets, but we shouldn't need Maxi to beat the Rockets, beat the Rockets <laughs> yeah. if Luca isn't playing. You know what I mean? We're, so we're, it's, such, we're such a shallow team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Nobody else? Let me see. Well, oh, one thing I was right on the Bulls stink. Oh yeah, the bull. Yeah, we both were very yeah. low on the bulls, and we, yeah. we proved to be right. I, I get that. That's one thing I hit on the head. I actually, I think we're gonna. They're gonna be one of the teams we make a trade with or trade partners, and either at the deadline or this summer, because like there's really no path forward for them either. I guess unless you want to do Zach and just the young dudes, because I don't think Demar is going just. He only got one year left. Vooch is a free agent. I don't see them dropping the bag to bring back Vooch, and I don't see DeMar wanting to be a player. He's too good to just be sticking around on a playing team. I don't see him doing that. Um, yeah, they're in the stickies because they don't own their pick. See, them trades that you know people be doing, the trading their picks and shit, like, that should be fucking teams up. <laughs> like, no, you, you, right now they don't have their pick. Yeah, and we're stink. We we may argue about this here in a couple. Actually, no, no. Me and you not gonna argue about it, but I know the timeline feels differently, or mass Twitter, in general. But um, I don't think you should be trading picks unless you're getting like a young star, or your team your team is so good where you getting like that final piece. Like Drew Holiday trade, you and Loki. The Drew Holiday trade was always a trade I thought the Mavs would make. I just thought Kristaps Porzingis or Jalen Brunson would be the Chris Middleton in the Drew Holiday trade. Now they can't even make the Drew Holiday trade because they. It's funny because Woj basically said this today. They're not even in the like. They don't have any. There's no second star, and I know I like exactly. Spencer. Spencer's doing his best. Spence is doing all he can. I think he's given all you can reasonably expect from him as a player, but he about to get a bag. He, he only got one year on his deal after his contract. He about to be 31, actually. No, Spencer 20. Either way it go, he's going to be 30 by the time the playoffs start. And so we we just, we signing 31-year-olds long-term? 
You know what I'm saying? And that's that's why I mean I guess we can transition into the maps now too, but that's why I'm I'm now of the belief that even even for the off season, like I don't think we need we should be trading any picks, um, or like a bevy of picks until we draft more. I think we're in the 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 spot right now where we have to look to the draft. Like they have to start taking the draft seriously, and they have to draft more. Um, because like you said, teams would take a flyer on like a couple picks, but some prospects. You know what I mean? Like you look at the Porzingis straight at a time. It was Dennis Smith Jr. You know, a young prospect. Um, you know, salary filler, and and you know, a couple picks. Yeah. That's like we, we right now. You can say, okay, we have Josh, we have Hardy, but then we have nobody. We need to acquire more prospects or acquire more young talent so that when the time comes for the trade to be made, you you don't have to, you know, give a haul because you don't strip have it, enough. Strip, strip it down to the bare bones to where it's Luca, the star. And then nobody else. And then nobody else. Because exactly. that, that's the situation we're in right now. Um, I, You know, I don't Sometimes I feel like I, I know I do, and I know I come off as this sometimes. Like you, we're talking down to people, and I don't want to do that. But like I'm seeing trades where people, like the Westbrook trade, trade Tim and anybody on the roster for like Westbrook and some picks. Like no, no, no team is trading expiring contracts for Tim Hardaway Jr. Even if he gets it together. And like Davis Bertans, no matter how toxic y'all think it is, uh, Kyrie, for example, you might be able to trade like Spencer and Wood for Kyrie. Sure, that they might do that, but you ain't getting like Tim Hardaway. You getting you're not trading Tim or Davis or even Dwight Powell or someone like that. Like no one's taking that. So if that's the case, yeah, man, you kind of gotta just. You might need to trade some of those guys, see it for draft picks or young players. Like the Christian Wood experiment, I think it's time to. I think I'm almost to the point where I'm like, pull the plug. And I don't think you're going to get a first round pick for him. So, like, give me a team that got a young guy that just want to. They don't think his. They, they got too many young dudes at that position. And they're not going to play him. Or just something just something that's not like Christian Wood's a free agent I don't think he's re-signing do you agree with that like no matter what happens this season it's probably not realistic he's coming back yeah I I mean I don't think he's coming back I don't want him back like you you know my feelings about Wood I mean I think with this situation they have to trade him they yeah. can't just let him go for nothing and then you know sign in trades are hard to facilitate so you can't even bank on that um so i think it's a situation where they have to assess it you know closer to the deadline um or at least close you know after this you know in the next two weeks you know that december there's two deadlines like i think it's like the december 15th one when most of the off-season signings can be traded and there's another round of deadlines i think it's like around january 15th Another month later, where um, even more people become eligible. Um, so I think you have to assess it because, I mean, they're just like, like you said, we're like, we're not a, and this is the problem when, you know, propaganda gets pushed so much to the point where you probably start to believe it yourself. 
Um, and I think the Mavs truly believed they were a young team. Like they pushed Ooh, it for like, so many, for so many on, years to the point where they match. truly believed it, and now who, it's like who believed? You talking about the, the actual decision makers in the front office? Yes, that's what I'm talking Bam. about. You hit Basketball Reference, pull up ages, and look at who plays and their age, and it's like you can't lie to yourself. Exactly, exactly. But they've been like, like I said, pushing the propaganda, and it's we're in, at a point where it's like okay. A lot of your key rotation players are about to either age out of their prime or like they're, you know, they're just old. Like you extend a guy who's over 30, you know, and you give him a a raise, (laughs) you know, not to say he didn't, you know, deserve his raise or anything, but like he's over 30. And I still think you can flip and, you know, that mucks up your books even more. And then you're, um, you know, you know, Doran got his raise, um, you're looking at Reggie, who you do have a team option on, and if he doesn't turn it around, I mean, I think you can, I mean, you you don't want to trade him when his value is low, and again, like I said, worst case scenario, you just decline his team option, even though I don't think they're in a position to do that, to just be losing more people um, for nothing, like, I'd rather trade him at, for the low, than to just decline his team option and let him go, like, I'd rather, you know, trade him who, for at least you, a second. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Reggie, this is Reggie. Oh, Reggie, He's yeah, in the yeah. team option, right? Yeah, it's not uh, fully guaranteed. Yeah, so I'd like I said, I'd rather, you know, trade him if his value is the lowest, trade him for at least a second than to just decline his team option and let him go. Um, so that's where we're at. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's and here's the thing we've we've kind of known it was a little bleak or they were a little stuck in the moment, but they keep making mistakes that that pigeonhole them even more like the Brunson thing shouldn't happen and this is another thing like I'm sick and I've been saying it and he keeps coming up but I'm so sick of talking about Brunson bro <laughs> like I understand we're in a lot of like, oh, in the position we're in because you know because of things direct you know tied directly to him but it's like I'm just so like I'm I need to start having some self-respect because he's liking shit about you know, he's like a shady shit. Like, it's at that point. You think he like, really did that? Because it wasn't in his likes. He probably unliked that shit. And even if it was photoshopped, whatever. Like, it's still to the point where I, I am. Sick. You, you don't want to pay. So. <laughs> I am sick of talking about him, bro. Like, we uh, we we got into it in the. I don't. We didn't get into it, but in the group chat. Here's my thing. I actually so like. Dicking. I actually like Jalen Brunson, the basketball player. Like That's whether he played, like whether he played for Dallas or not, I like a player that can efficiently score points without having to shoot threes. The six-one, just the novelty of that in today's NBA is just cool to me. Whether that was on Dallas or not, and like the, he's not a good athlete either. So like the creative, the, like his game in and of itself is cool to me. With all that being said, the reason why I keep bringing up Jalen Brunson is, A, I actually think he's more important in the locker room than we realized. Um, Mark Stein, I was in a green room with Mark Stein about this time last year when Jalen was first breaking out. And I ain't gonna lie, I was trying to trade his ass. I was putting him in trade packages and shit because I'm like, uh, he's a free agent and I don't know if they gonna pay him, so what we gonna do? So I asked Mark Stein, like, what are they gonna trade him? Are they gonna pay him? Like what we doing? And he's like, I don't think they're gonna trade him because he might be more important in the locker room than he is on the court. And I was just like, what? 
because I've never heard that anywhere. Like, no one reported that. No one talked about it. The people who covered the team, no one put that in print. Mark Stein saying it in that green room was the only time I heard, like, Jalen Brunson was some fucking locker room leader or something like that. So I look at that, and I heard that, and I'm like, hmm, if Mark fucking Stein knows that, he's just a dude that covers the team, there's no way the team is going to let him leave. You feel me? And also, just the way his free agency played out, it tells me that Nico really has no idea how to evaluate a market. And that's not even... it's. To me, it's not just Jalen Brunson. It's more, hey, bro, we might be cooked. And I don't like calling Nico the shoe salesman because he wasn't fucking selling shoes. He was an executive well, I'm, I'm for a billion dollars. For I'm a billion calling dollars. him that. I, I, you, you won't call him that, but I'll, I'll, call, him that. <laughs> I'll call him that for both of us then. I feel like I should call him that because, I mean, I think it originated from me. I think I was the first tweet. So if you go back through the archives, I'm going to be the name that pops up. So it is what it is. He was the the executive at a billion-dollar corporation. I was was like a shoe salesman to me. So, oh, well. I'm sorry, that shit's funny. I just don't want to call a black man a shoe salesman <laughs> that was an executive, but it, calling that dude a shoe salesman is fucking hilarious. It is. It is. I I don't like it. I'm going to laugh about it here, but I'm going to try not to do it. Either shoe salesman or not, he's a shitty GM is what I'm trying to get at. And I'm starting to realize, like, there's no fucking plan here, SJ. There's no plan. They really don't have a plan. We all assume they had a plan because they traded Tall Man, and they got they the whole two having two shot creators on the on the court at all time, and it worked. So we just like, yeah, that's just something they gonna want to do. And then they went and they let Jalen go. And they, I, I'm sorry, they blew the Jalen Brunson negotiations. They blew the market. They blew how they evaluated that because I don't think they thought he was leaving. The reporting said they didn't think he was leaving. And obviously that that didn't work, right? So I just and then just after that happened, they was like, okay, we're gonna go get Christian fucking Wood, a big who don't play defense. Like, I know you and me realize how important that don't work, but like not Jason Kidd is never fucking with no shit like that under any circumstances. That's like Jason Kidd just don't tolerate that shit. And to me, that just shows me that there's either a disconnect in the front office or they really just, like, out here doing shit to do shit. Like, it's a fantasy basketball team. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, at this moment, you know, we all, I mean, even when the original Spencer trade happened, I wasn't a fan of it. Like, you could go check the records. Cause just because, you know, Spencer had been having a terrible season. Mm. Um, Davis was having a terrible season. Still, like, it's, Dav, Dav is my guy, but he's still a disaster. Yeah, exactly. And then we you add that we gave up a pick. It was just a second round pick, but still we had to put a pick on that. Um, it was just crazy. I thought it was insane and obviously worked out for us because, you know, Spencer has been good. Um, you know, worked out for Washington. People are saying, oh, we fleece Washington and, you know, whatever, whatever. It still worked out for them because they got a productive player too who, you know, and Porzingis is healthy so far for them. Um, so it's just fine. You You have that one. And then now it's like, okay, what else? Let me see what else. And a lot of people are saying we need to see what else, um, you know, he's going to do. And, you know, he talks a big game. You know, people are saying, oh, I like his honesty and all that. But then 
you signed JaVale, regardless if that's a kid signing or not, he still signed off on it. Um, you trade for Wood, you know, against, you know, and I think Wood and Kid, not Wood, um, Nico and Kid, there's some disconnect, and it's funny because you read the reports when they were both hired, it was like a package deal kind package of thing. Package deal, like, yeah. Nico was coming only if Kid was hired, <laughs> like, type right. shit. And it's like, now, like, it seems like there is, like, something's off, like, you're trading for a player. Um, you, your two off signings were two bigs. <laughs> like, first of all, let's start there when you already had two bigs on the roster, regardless of, you know, yeah, Powell couldn't play in the playoffs, blah, 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 but still, like, he's still on the roster, like, right now. And you have your head coach saying, oh, yeah, we have a ton of bigs. So, you know, somebody's going to have to get squeezed. And of course, it's the person you traded for on an expiring who you're thinking about to get squeezed. And, and now, JaVale, you just signed him to a multi year deal and he's getting. EMPs of <laughs> just like one month or two months into the season. It's it's nuts. Like it's, it just seems so disorganized, and I and it hasn't been. I mean, it's been a shit show for a while, even when Donnie was here. Um, but it just seems like it's not working itself out to the point where it's getting, you know, some semblance of organization. It's just crazy. Yeah, there, there's um, no plan. There's no path. Like if yeah, they, they don't know. if they hit like Jalen left and they like stealth tanked and just played like Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. I wouldn't like it, but I'd be like, you know what? I, at least there's a plan. You know what I'm saying? At least yeah. this is what we're doing. It's like they're just not doing any of it. And like with Christian Wood, I, I um, he, Jason Kidd or not, I just don't think he can play on a. I, I just have my doubts if he can contribute to a winning team because even if they're a, a cute regular season team, I don't think Christian Wood gonna be able to hold up in the playoffs. He's just that bad defensively. Yeah, but I, you and I, but with that being said, we to the point to where we're so talent deprived to where I'm like, well, shit, at least try it. I'm still, I still feel that way. By the way, like, still try that shit. If it don't work. We stink anyway. Like what? Like what is there to lose? Is what I'm trying to get at. With all that being said, they just not doing anything. They don't play him. They don't play the young dudes. It's like they just keep hoping and praying the older the older players are gonna get it together. And I I, I think like I don't think Dorian's been as bad as the timeline is saying. He hasn't been good, but he hasn't been that bad. Reggie's been a disaster. Tim has been a disaster outside of the next two games. But even if the magic sauce gets all put together, the roster is so imbalanced that I don't think shit is going to be, I don't think you're going to out-rotate this. I don't think you can change the rotations to make it better. I do think Josh Green should play more. That's the one thing that I think would actually move the needle just a little bit, but it ain't going to move it that much. Yeah, and with the Josh Green thing, I do agree that, like, just consistently his he needs to get more minutes. But even with the last night, I'm like, people are, oh, why did Josh only play 15 he, he, minutes? He, he was a hack. In he, foul trouble. He, like, was a, he was a hack last night. That's, I'm, yeah. that's the thing that drives me crazy. Like, I get complaints when they're valid, but the, the complaints when it doesn't make any sense is yeah. it just annoys me personally. Like, well, like, this... I, like when he got taken out after the 
fourth foul. I saw someone too. It's like, why was Josh Green taking that? I was like, did you not see him get a fourth foul very early in the third? It was like early in the third quarter. Like, you had to take him out. Because if you left him in and then now he gets, re- like, in real world foul trouble where he has five or even fouls out, then you're going to say, oh, kid was stupid for not taking him out. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I'm not even defending kid because he has not been great at He's all. Been, oh. He's been weird, <laughs> awful. He, he's been like, bad. He's just been bad. Like, and it's the kid year two regression. This always happens with yeah. his teams. But um, but even so, I'm just like, tr- like that. The complaints about that last night was annoying because it was like, did you not watch the game where he was a lot of, fouling? A lot, of, a lot of people don't. They just watch the box score. We gotta yeah. keep. We gotta keep it tall. Like, oh, he only played 15 minutes, and this person played that. Well, yeah, he was fouling. And, I mean, another thing, too, is, I mean, he, he's on, he He makes shit happen, but he's over-aggressive sometimes. Yes, over-aggressive. So, obviously, that comes with more learning. But, you know, you have to curb that. And another thing is that, I mean, with the, the game coming up on Saturday, I mean, against the Knicks, I have no expectations. And this is not even me being low on the team. Like, even the Detroit game, like, I didn't think we should have lost, didn't think we were going to lose, but I understood why we lost because, I mean, regardless of the horrible defense, teams that can drive the ball, we cannot defend those teams. <laughs> like, dating back to even last year, like, even after the trade, the teams that were aggressive in the paint, um, who had a lot of guys that could drive the ball, those are horrible matchups for us. And Detroit, you saw the, I don't know if people saw the stats, but Detroit, I think they were like, maybe fourth or fifth in, like, drives per game. They were number one in the league and, you know, free throws attempted. Um, so they're a, an aggressive team, at least getting to the rim. Now, I don't know their percentage with making it, and I know they're a horrible offensive rebounding team, and we made them look crazy. <laughs> um, and that's another story. But, you know, the Knicks, on that same stat, the Knicks were, like, second in drives. I think the Jazz were, like, first, and the Knicks were, like, second in drives. Jalen Brunson is, like, sixth in the league at points off drives. Exactly. I think he actually, I'm just saying sixth because he's Jalen Brunson. I actually think he's higher, but I know he's, like, top ten. Yeah, and then, you know, Randall obviously plays around the rim a bit. RJ's driving the ball. Yeah, I mean. Quickly driving the ball. Like, they, 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 like, not trying to be funny, they have the Pistons, but they – but better, like from yeah. a team construction standpoint, the team we had problems with last night. That's why they beat us so. That's why we always had problems with them years before. And then, then they went out at Jalen's little ass, whose entire game is, I'm gonna dribble to a midi or get to the rim. It's like fuck. Exactly. So it's just, um, it's like there's a pattern in terms of you know teams we lose to, and that's and as quiet as it kept, as it's kept. I have a theory, and it kind of leads into what I was just talking about, as to why we lose to these teams without, like, their best players and stuff. And it's not even just um the basic, oh, Luka doesn't try, blah, 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 because that's not even true. Um, no, it's not. It's Luka <laughs> he don't be trying on defense. But that's the thing. I don't think it's because he's not trying. Like, last night, and I'm going to get into it a little bit more, but I just think it's when your star is out, by default, you have to move the ball more. Mm. And this goes for any team. This goes for any team. Mm. And we cannot defend ball movement. Ever since last year, ball movement drives all that. We can't defend it. Like, it was like um, when the, the bubble, when Milwaukee and Miami were playing the bubble. Miami was dogging Milwaukee. 
<laughs> and then Giannis, remember Giannis missed the game because he got injured, and he missed one of those. I think it was game four he missed. And Middleton, there's a ball move more. People are saying, "Oh, are the Bucks better without Giannis?" And I was like, "They're not better with without him. It's just that." And that that was at the time when Giannis's play style he didn't adjust his play style, so he just always had the ball at the top of the key. Um, and this was, you know, this was before Drew, obviously. So he just always had the ball at the top of the key. It was easy to scheme for. Um, and when he was out, they played differently. So I was, so I remember saying like. No, it's not because the Bucks are better without Giannis. It's just that the ball move more, and I think it's the same concept here. When you're st- when stars are out, people are out. Like the, you know Denver, especially the second game. Yes, it was Bowen's killing us, but the other people were doing. You know, like the ball was popping more, and we just can't defend against any type of ball movement or um or any type of drives. And usually, when your stars out, your the ball is not necessarily sticking to one person. Like there's just is they're trying to make it up by committee and you know every it's just they're driving kicking somebody's trying to make something happen and we can't defend that <laughs> so i think that's really why we're having um i mean this is just part of the reason i don't think this is the only reason but i think that's a big part of why we're having trouble with these teams without their stars um and i mean you talk about lucas defense and and it's funny because he had a stretch it was literally like one minute where he like took over the game defensively in the passing lanes. You're talking about against Golden State? No, no, no. I'm talking about in the Detroit game. Oh, okay. No, the Golden State game, he was phenomenal down the stretch. Like, there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But in the Detroit game, there was, like, one minute. I think it might have been in the third quarter where he just – he was, like – it was, like, three straight plays of him, um, like, making plays defensively. But for the most part, he was horrible on – they were hunting him, brother. It was so – they were hunting him putting him in all sorts of pick and rolls where he was getting toasted off simple cross. I saw Boyan to like frying. It was the simplest crossover, bro. <laughs> like left to right. No, it was a right to left crossover. Got fried, got toasted off the dribble. <laughs> like it's, it's stuff like that that is like, it makes me a worried one because it's like, I, I think there's already a built-in um thing with Luca because one, he's white, right? <laughs> and you talk to a lot of you know hoopers, especially black hoopers, and it's if if you put a white guy on them, it's they just get yeah, and they just get irrational confidence that they want to cook this person. So you already have that working against them, coupled with the fact that he's already not a good defender on the ball. It, it's, and it's he be like talking crazy. shit because he busting your ass at the other end. So you want some get back? Yeah. So it's and it's like. Every time I see him, and he tries to get good contests, but it's already too, like, the Killian Hayes shots and all that, like, a lot of those were good contests, and he's just making ridiculous shots, but it's... I'll be honest, I don't mean to cut you off, I don't think Killian is any good, and he hasn't been, that shit don't bother me that much, you gotta be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you can't do anything about it, yeah, I wasn't tripping, because I was like, listen, if Killian fucking Hayes is doing that, it's whatever, like, you, you can't do anything about that. But the fact, like, I think the problem, especially when, when teams are hunting Luca to get him, you know, on the switch, the problem with all that is that he doesn't have foot speed. So usually how when things like that happen, especially for a guy his size, um, you, you try to press up a bit. You don't want to give too much space to the player. And then when they're trying to attack you off the dribble on that drive, you know, you use your size, your, you know, speed, lateral quickness to try to cut off the drive or at least lead them to your shot blocker i mean we don't have one so 
that option is not, you know, there, but, you know, that's what you're technically supposed to do, but with Luca, he knowing, you know, he already knows he doesn't have the foot speed, like, he, you're gonna get around him, he's giving you a little bit of space, and teams, and not team, but the players just hit shots in his face all the time because of that, because, <laughs> like you know, me step back threes get splashed in his face, and like I said, he tries to get good contests, but, like, it's already too late, because the space is already there, you're already giving them that space, because you're like, you know, they're going to beat you off the dribble, so you try to give that little bit of space, and think, you know, he thinks he has the length to recover, but it's usually just a shot being hit in his face, and it's it's just tough, because it's like moments like that, um, and like I said, he can, you know, get in his bag, you know, defensively, you know, you look at the game before this Golden State game, where he was just great, like, on both ends, especially towards the end, but that's not the norm for him. I know that, but side note, might be the best game I think Luca's ever played on both ends. Like that shit was so insane to me while I was watching it. Oh yeah, that fourth quarter was crazy. It was yeah. like plays after plays after plays. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> dog. If he's doing this, he is the best player in the ba- in basketball. Better like dead ass. But anyway, I didn't mean to yeah, cut you. But off. and but that's the thing. He's not doing it consistently yeah, and. You know, people are saying, oh, well, how could you ask that of him? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm not getting into all that. Like, um, already argued so many times about that. I'm not even about to get back into it. But I'm just saying, it's that's something that's, you, you know, you need we need to keep an eye on, too. Um, and, I mean, the team is not, we've been saying the same shit for, like, so long. But, like, I think the team has just maxed out in terms of the talent on the roster. And this, and what we're seeing now, especially with, um, you know, things being tweaked, kid going with more offensive-minded players, and we're seeing the results of that is why I've been harping on the fact that it's not a simple fix. <laughs> like, I've been saying this from the very first week. It is not a simple fix. You play certain guys more, other problems open up. And I'm, I'm not blaming everything all on wood. Because I'm very aware that he he played like well in a sense yesterday in the sense that you know he was cutting leads like all he, that. This is gonna sound nuts. He was the only person that when they were the primary defender or when they got switched on uh, Jay Ivy, it wasn't a layup. He was the only player. It didn't happen a lot. It wasn't. He, I'll be honest. He gets he got lost if he had to be the he wasn't impacted as a help defender. But it was just him and Ivy. Ivy thought shit was sweet with him, and he was causing problems. Yeah, but it's it's again, you know, that's just the one instance, especially for like the role he plays yeah. uh, on defensively. It's not, it's not. Um, you know, Maxi was just trying his hardest last night <laughs> defensively, and people could talk his about life. people could talk about his miss dunk. And I've already saw it. Like as soon as the miss dunk happened, people were posting the clip talking about these are Lucas teammates. Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, that is just so not fair to him. Like, I understand it was a, you know, bad moment. They weren't winning anyway, even with his dunk. So let's nah. just, let's just, you know, say that. But it was just so unfair to the game that he had. You know, he was even hitting shots early. And he, oh, what do you have? Four blocks? He had like four, probably, yeah, four, four or five blocks. He was everywhere trying to clean up everybody's mess. So yeah. to post that dunk, I, 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 I didn't feel... I didn't like that, <laughs> like seeing it. Oh, these are his teammates, and and harping on that because I'm like, 
I mean, he, he had so ten points. He had ten points, four blocks, three rebounds. I mean, he did his job. Yeah, and then people are like, "Oh, he only had three rebounds." Like y'all are like, I I don't understand. Or at least when if if we're talking about the entire team, and this happens all the time, like with the role players. It's okay, like especially if they do more good than bad. It's okay to pick out the bad that they do and harp on it and never give them credit for the good. But with Luca, if you dare to even bring up one, even though we know he's doing more good than bad, if you dare to bring up the bad, people talk about, oh well, he's doing this, blah blah. Why can't? And I get it, he's the star, but the that same grace is never extended to anybody else mm. on the team. Never, I mean, like, but, how people were doing Maxi last night was crazy. Yeah. Like, Shit, Tim, Tim had so 26 good. and 5, and he don't play no defense. It was like, all right, man. I'm a, I'm more, I, I will say this. Um, I don't, and this is something I recognize in myself. Sometimes I talk down to people, right? Like, as if I know every fucking thing. So I try, I'm trying not to do this because the team stinks, right? So don't nobody want to hear that shit right now. I don't. And I we we kind of predicted it, if we being honest. We kind of said the, the reason I think you had them as the sixth seed, that's still on the table. I, I bitched out. I thought they'd be the sixth seed, and I put them at five just because I'm a fan. But them being in the play-in was not – I think it was both something. We both was like, yeah, that shit's possible. And people, yeah. I can't. I can't believe it. I don't see how this 90% of the Western Conference Finals team that just got rid of Jalen Brunson is going to be in the play-in, and we kind of told them why. We literally, everything that was going to happen, we said was going to happen. I ain't going to hold you. I didn't think it would happen this fast. I thought this was shit that would show up in, like, February or January. Yeah. I didn't think it was happening, like, before we got to December. But the point I'm trying to get with all this is I don't want to talk down to people because – we all mad right now. Yeah. But with that being said, sometimes y'all got to start listening when people say shit y'all don't like about the team. And Luca's defense is one of them. And the fact, like, even when it comes to, like, starting Christian Wood, you know me. You disagree to an extent, but I want Christian Wood to start. But at the same time, I don't think that shit's – everyone killing Jason Kidd, that shit's not the cure-all. It ain't. It's not. This team, the roster is unbalanced. There are no road. You and you're not out. The only thing I think they could do that would fix this is play Josh Green more. But he may fall out. But you, I kind of you got to roll with it because he's the only balanced player that there's a minute tweak for. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, you. I mean, you're right. And with that, it's it's just it's just a little. I guess difficult because like you said the, the roster is not balanced at all and they, even last year this was a problem I mean when Spencer came in you know you got another option in the ball handler but the roster was still unbalanced yeah. and when you think about what and this kind of spills into why people think it's it's and this is not me shooting bail for the front office because you know I hate all them people right now <laughs> but People just thought it, it's super easy to build around Luca. Um, it's not like you need specific, you know, players. You need specific archetypes when you're talking about um, building around him and a championship team at that. I should say, 
um, because he's a guy he can you know work with less and you know turn it into more but I'm talking like not for a championship in the roster and with that I think two of the most important things you need around him is one a defensive anchor as a big yes you that's a must at this point a must. Swi- switchable defensive big mm-hmm. who can also move his feet well enough to provide really good weak side shot blocking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or just shot blocking in general you know what yeah. I mean? and you need two-way players and i don't mean three and d you need two-way guys you know guys who um are going to who can make plays and who can defend and i'm not even saying they got a lock down because those you know two, real two-way guys those are stars those are stars or more guys who are projecting to be you know some sort of stars and you're not gonna pick those up in the bargain bin unless you're you know drafting them um so that's why i'm like they gotta turn to the draft for some of these archetypes because you're not with the assets we have you're not gonna get all those players through trade and um so you have to start taking the draft seriously and it's just um like josh we drafted a guy who can develop into not even just you know typical three and d because that's what he's you know pretty much doing right now but he can make plays and they're running plays yeah, for he, him he he he, he has some playmaking he's a I explain it. Josh is such a weird player to describe. It's it's because he, the playmaking chops. You can't call it real playmaking because there's a lot of secondary playmaking. Yeah. Right? Like somebody sets up to play for him, he gets the ball and he can make a play out of that. Yeah. That's you know where he is. Good passer, really good passer. But um, I, I feel it's unfair to put him in a door. I feel like they've been trying to make him Dorian and Reggie, and it's like there's more there. Well, but no, at the same time. Really at the same time, you, you ain't having Josh can get the fucking ball up the court the other night. Uh, what was that? Tuesday night against Golden State when Spencer got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Josh literally couldn't get the ball up the court. So it's yeah. kind of weird. Just, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off on that. My bad. Finish. Oh no, no, you're right. No, but you're right. Like, no, my my point was that we got through the draft we were able to get a player who one you can craft into your system one that we don't fucking have but that's another conversation but typically when you're drafting you're drafting someone to grow in your system and he again right now he's you know a little more than 3d but you know standard 3d guy but he can grow into more these other guys like reggie dorian they're done growing you know dorian he's hit his wall you know for what he can be um, Reggie's been hit his wall. You know what I mean? So these are guys that aren't expanding. Josh is. And then you look at Hardy, who grades to be a, a, a guy who can be a good off-ball scorer next to Luca and can maybe, you know, make something shake on the ball if needed. Um, not as, like, a primary playmaker or anything, but you know what I mean? A guy that can make plays. Mm-hmm. Good. So they need to continue that through the draft. That's why I'm like, I'm of the – it sucks right now, and it's going to keep sucking – and I mean, my only fear with this season is that we're like we're bad to the point where we're giving the Knicks a lottery pick. You know what I mean? Like top ten protected. That's like if we're gonna be bad, make us like let's be bad. Like let's be inside the yeah. top ten. Like I'm not saying we need to get the first pick, the fourth, the, the second pick. Just as long as we're inside the top ten, like it would hurt my heart to give the Knicks like twelve. 
pick twelve. If if we <laughs> if we give the Knicks a pick that isn't in the twenties, it's gonna pain. Even if it's eighteen, exactly. Even if it's eighteen, exactly. I'll I'll, I'll feel so much pain. But I do want to say, not to cut you off again, when people didn't understand why the Knicks didn't want to play ball with us and why even paying Jalen Brunson a couple extra dollars. Like in this particular draft, hurting us, and this is why I don't think they'll trade it. People bring up Derrick Rose. Oh, they're not trading him. They're not trading any us. anything because, like, say say they do get the twelfth pick instead of the twentieth pick or the eighteenth pick. That's so valuable this year in particular that there's there's no nothing we can give them is worth that potential. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, exactly. And you're absolutely right. That's why it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's hard right now not having a direct. And we're dismayed. Okay, at least draft reinforcements are coming. Even if it's not like a top, um, like a top, top pick, at least we would have had the pick. There's no, you know, fear of it going elsewhere. And, you know, at that point, it's a deeper draft. Getting your scouting back. This is where scouts, you need to start doing your homework, start doing your work early so that we can get somebody that could, you know, come in next year and help. But that's not the case. That's why it's so, um, That's you know, we feel like the Bulls. I was going to say is I don't think there's another team that feels as, I guess, hopeless as our fans and I guess Bull fans to an extent. So we're in the same boat as them because the bad teams, like, they're bad because they're either young and they have a lot of prospects who are developing, who, you know, fans can be excited about, yeah. or they have their picks. So they know that like the Rockets, like Rockets, yeah, they're a little bit worse than, you know, fans are probably expecting in year three of the re rebuilds. But worst case scenario, they're getting another guy. Yeah, they <laughs> another, like, e even if, what's my man, who'd they take last year? Jabari. He might stink. And you know what? Oh, well. <laughs> Right, we have Jalen Green. We're about to get another top five yeah. guy. Like they're fine. Same thing with the Magic. They're just they have a lot of young guy. They just it looks like they got an absolute stud. They're fine. Detroit, okay, K's out for the season. That's fine. But Ivy looks good. Duran looks all right. We have a core building. Like these teams have something. Like uh, said, they they're going to get a first round pick for the Caveman. They're going to get one. I I will bet money on that. And shit, they, I, they just might, they just might, because he's, you know, doesn't, yes, they extended him, but he doesn't fit the timeline, and they probably just did that to make his value, because, you know, if he's expiring, trading an expiring contract, you know, Utah just saw it, they, you're not, not going to get much, much value for an expiring contract, but now that he's on the extension, you can 100% get a first round, like, set your price at a first round pick, and have it be extremely reasonable, because he's not expiring anymore. So teams can't say, oh, you're giving me an expiring. Like, yes, he's good, but he's expiring. Like, that excuse is not there anymore. Yeah. So it's like, pay me my first round pick, or you can just keep him for another year. You know, like, yeah. that's, no, that's no problem. We could keep him till the offseason. That's no issue. <laughs> like, yeah. and, so, and that deal is like, if he's still looking good next year, fuck it. We can, he, it's a two year deal, or two years after this one, mm -hmm. but the last year is only guaranteed for like two million. So, you can he old so you can play it by ear. Okay, he was still looking good. We can run it. it they, that's uh, 
that was a really, really good acquisition that people didn't understood why they did it and why they extended him. It was just, fuck it. We got cap space. We got money. It don't make sense. We stink. Fuck it. Give me a player. I know I'm going to be able to get something from later on. And he cool with it because he got his extension. He got his money. Yeah, he he got the ball, bro. Like, they're playing through him, especially with Kate out. They're playing through Bogdanovich right now. He's putting on, he's averaging like 21 or 20 or something uh, like that. Like, he's chilling. Pistons, actually, they just quiet as kept. They doing it to a detriment. Like, they run, even when Kate and Jaden play, they run that bitch through him. Like, yeah, yeah, like, he's making. He's <laughs> has he has the ball. He's yeah, and that's the thing. Players are not gonna like. Yes, he was on a con- contender, or I won't even say Jazz a contender, but he was on a really good team, <laughs> really good team for years. Um, even with the Pacers, I think the Pacers were good when he was there too. Um, so he has been on good teams. Right now, they're telling him, "Hey, get the ball. Average career highs. You got your money." What is he complaining about? <laughs> There's nothing for him to really he, he, complain about. It's kind of the perfect situation for a vet that knows they're going to get traded somewhere else. Exactly. Especially when the other contenders didn't want to give the extension. It's like, okay, let me go get these shots up, get my cute stats, and you gave me the money, and you eventually going to move me somewhere I wanted to go anyway. Yeah, sign yeah. me up. Perfect scenario for him. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I'm kind of like... um. Like the that's what the math should have been doing. Like they've just made too many mistakes, and the mistakes are rearing their ugly head. And you could say, yeah, Nico didn't make those mistakes, sure, but he's making current mistakes now that are adding on to all the previous mistakes. Yeah. And it's just and and here's the thing, I really did not want to, and that's why last week I was kind of happy we didn't um, not kind of I was actually very happy we didn't record. <laughs> <laughs> we lost like every game that week so it would have been and then i know all the other pods i listened to were super depressing yeah um, this one would have Pe- been people don't people don't listen to them and people don't listen to you know as quiet as you can people don't listen <laughs> when when we lose um so it would have just been super and even this one i'm just like oh we're talking we're just talking shit about them because we haven't just we're not recapping right yeah we're not even recapping <laughs> we're more talking about the mavs as a concept as opposed to uh because i will say this shit is bleak this season but if they they still got a shot well they always have a shot and that's they the still that's- have a shot they still have a realistic shot to turn this bitch around it's just not gonna be fast and coming off a season where you made the western conference finals people are in the dirt right now i to be honest with you the reason why people are so mad is because they thought this team was good i think with you and me we already was like these niggas gonna be mid anyway so this ain't like shattering my world personally i didn't even i wasn't even that mad last night i gotta be honest yeah i wasn't that mad yeah i mean i logged off just because you know people are complaining people are you know talking about this that blah 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 so it's like whatever but um i am not that mad I, because like i said i and i was saying let the games be played because i mm-hmm. got to the point where i was annoyed in the off season that um I just everybody arguing all the time about like who's good, who's not, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, at this point, let's stop arguing about that. Like, let the games yeah. be played. Somebody will be right and somebody will be wrong. And right now, Mavs fans, <laughs> for all y'all that were upset at people for um saying that we'd be in a play and all that, listen, we're looking like we're wrong, right? At least right now, things can change. Yeah. And that's why I'm also not doom and gloom, even about the future, like. 
people say, oh, it looks bleep, blah, blah. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but, like, things change so, like, mm-hmm. all it takes, and I know I saw you talking about it a little bit for the little, I haven't been, you know, online much today, but I saw you talking with, uh, I forgot who, but you were saying about how, you know, you're not sure if that trade for that second star is, like, there. I mean, it's never just there. I feel like a lot of times these things happen when, you know, players are making the request to, you know, go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I I think that second star trade happens if someone says, hey, I would like to go to Dallas. And at that, at that point, you're thinking, of, okay, who would want to do that? And I mean, I don't know. Like I said, Luca is 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 young, and I know we're working on the timeline of this current contract because obviously there's no guarantees, you know, guarantees beyond that, especially if he doesn't like extend in that two year window, like when he has two years left and he's eligible for the extension. Um, and if he doesn't do it, then you can you know really panic. But for right now, um, things just change so quickly. All it just takes is that one person to say hey, I want to come. And from there, the price gets, you know, lowered. Unless it's like a super duper mega star, like a KD who are saying, oh, I want to go there. And they're like, fuck you, KD. <laughs> we're not about to, you know, unless it's like a unique situation like that. Usually when people make requests, um, their their team, especially if it's not in, you know, any type of bad blood with their team, you know, the price inherently gets lower. <laughs> and they try to work with that player to get them where they want to go. It's like the Malcolm Brogdon thing. Um, I saw Celtics fans, they never just trolling, but they were saying, well, Brogdon wanted to come play for Tatum and not, like, Luka. Bro, Brogdon told the Pacers his two his two top choices, or his two the two choices he was working with, that the Raptors or the Celtics. Like, he was clearly staying East. Like, he was staying East, um, and he had his two choices, and he told them, hey, I want to go to the Celtics, and they sent him to the Celtics. So, so like, usually, if it's, like, a situation like, like if, let, let's say it's Levine, right, it's going to be the guy. I'm if I'm imagining how that scenario would go, like let's see if Levine wanted to go to Dallas. He says, I want to go to Dallas. I think the Bulls would work with us <laughs> to, to to get something done. You know what I mean? They're not gonna res- like alienate him. Um, unless he has like a really extensive list and they're saying, Hey, Dallas just really does not have anything we want, like pick something else. And he's kinda like, Yeah. But if he's determined to get somewhere, usually teams, despite what teams say, teams usually work with players to get them where they want to go so yeah. it just takes that one <laughs> it just I, takes I one guy the, re- the reason why i was saying that is more along the conversations amongst mm-hmm. the fan base like you know even even with you where you were like i don't know that contract with zach levine look crazy and it do yeah, and people I mean, were like kind of turning it. yeah no and that totally understandable and people are kind of turning their nose up at it and i'm just like in my mind, I'm like, who the fuck y'all think coming? You know what I'm saying? Like, this magical trade for like SGA, that shit's the ship sailed. Any, no, that's any, not happening. yeah, that's not happening. Like, the point I'm trying to get at is something that you like when you were like, uh, the OG trade, um, and people were kind of scoffing at that. Like, because I think it'd probably take two or three first round picks. And they're like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is OG Ananobi to get two or to be worth three first round picks? And I'm like, the way the trade market is right now, the to me, what I would do if I'm the Mavs, I'm I'm not even trying to get a second star, like that's already the star. I'm either looking for someone like Zach Levine, 
maybe Brad Bill, who oh. I I know that you I know you are. <laughs> I know all right. these are people on your list. <laughs> I know, I know, but I don't think it's gonna take you're not gonna have to give up the damn uh Rudy Gobert package to get him if they just start stinking. Now, right now, they went in too many games to where I don't think that's going to be on the table. That front office and that ownership group has said, we are perfectly fine with being mid. They have said it. Same thing with the Pacers. They have said it publicly, and their actions have met what they have said. Like, yeah, we were perfectly cool paying everybody. They going to pay Tall Man. Uh, Tall Man about to opt out and get another bag. I don't think anybody realizes it. But oh, yeah, he about it, to get a nice chunk of change. Nice bag. I said he was only gonna get like twenty million with his injuries. That man done missed one games. Tall man plays sixty games. He he may not take a pay cut. He may make another thirty million a year. I don't know. We're gonna see how that plays out. But the point I'm trying to make, I it's gonna be someone with some warts. And I actually think the Mavs need to pursue that. It needs to be someone that hasn't broke out yet. Like That's- I to to be honest with you, you were you, and this is where I don't want to gas you up. Uh, I hate, I don't know how to use no, this phrase ahead, with you, but I ain't, but I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to dick eat you on this. But you were so far ahead of the curve with that OG shit. You were so far ahead of the curve to where, like, I'll be honest, I thought, like, why is she so fucking obsessed with him? And you were a hundred percent right. That was the target. It needs to be somebody. It need we. He's played so well. We he too good. SJ, they not. They gonna give him the bag and keep him. Motherfucker's yeah. defensive player of the year. That ship sailed. But when yeah, he, when you he was having to... problems, when he was having problems, that's where we gotta have the access to go. Hey, you having problems? You want the ball more? Well, I you talk to his agent. You talk to them. Be like, look, we will shoot you too. And then the fans were like, oh my god, they traded this for OG Ananobi. He only averages fifteen points a game. But you gotta have that vision. You gotta have that foresight, and that's what we need from a GM. We need somebody that can see someone and be like, "Okay, this dude is like 23, 24. If you give him an expanded role, he has the physical traits and the skill." And we need to jump ahead of that. I don't think this trade for this bona fide Kevin Durant type—I mean, he old now, so I don't even know if he applied. Um, this Magic SGA was somebody that the rumors is gonna start about. I don't think that trade is down the pike. We need to get somebody that we get. It's going to have to be some projection involved or someone that shit, Zach Levine, man. I, uh, I think it's coming. I, I don't think he starts next season on the bulls. I re- unless his knee is really cooked, then he going, his ass going to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was the wavelength I was on. Like we have to start targeting. Like I'm of the impression, like, just think about second star or at least a pseudo second star because that's what I thought OG would have been like I don't think he would have been like a true true like a second star like a Paul George or like a you know like a that type but I think I he didn't think been... so either but god damn SJ I don't know bro no I mean I still don't think like meaning what like when we say in second star right Think of it like a Jalen Brown or like a, like a those. I didn't think he he would was getting to that level, but a pseudo second star, kind of like what Brunson was for us a little bit in the playoffs, in the sense that um, not a not your typical second star, but could have acted like it, you know, could have played like it. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, especially since he fit 
you know, both sides a little bit better because, you know, he can play off the ball. Not really a shot creator, but can help himself a little bit. Um, that kind of, you know, vision. But, I mean, I'm still, you know, thinking about we have to, you know, look at guys who can blossom into that star who aren't stars yet. Or somebody is rookie second year guys. <laughs> like, they're not. Like, some of these unassuming guys. Um, but the problem is... Teams are keeping these their guys. <laughs> teams are just keeping their guys. Like even fucking remember we were so like one at Torian Prince. Remember <laughs> he was like the top of the town, um, for free agency. Torian Prince, and then Minnesota yeah. just kept them. Like teams yeah. are keeping these guys. Like that's why I'm like we gotta start getting back into the draft because we, we want to steal all these pay- players, but teams are keeping them. I d- I do think, and I'm uh, totally swagger jacking. Uh, Bibbs and Reese, like the reacclimate, the reacclimate reclamation projects. The uh, uh, I, I think Wiseman, I, I take a swing on him. I don't think the war, I think the Warriors gonna basically give him, he makes too much money to where like he makes 16 million dollars, I think, next year, and, and he don't play. They yeah. they they can't pay someone 16 million dollars to develop, they will pay their guys who play. You know what I'm saying, but I don't mm-hmm. think they go. On. I think if you give, you can slide in. You could even legitimately get them like some Reggie Bullock type shit, and they probably they may in some seconds and they may take it. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just, as something's got to give with them financially, and maybe they let Draymond go. I don't know, but I I, I do think I don't know if they're gonna be able to. And then he's a free agent after next year, so they gonna what they gonna do? They gonna pay him? when he ain't really showed a whole lot. So I think him, Mo Bamba, like those guys, like Mo Bamba out the rotation already. Go ahead. Like, I I think there's some love there between us and Mosley. He probably a little tight. He didn't get the job, but shit, he might be coming back. I've been looking at Magic too, low key, high key. I've been looking at the Magic as some, some, they got pieces that, and I think they would, you know, do a trade. Like I said, Mosley, there's there was a relationship there. Yeah, <laughs> um, he might be setting up his next job because I I don't think Jason Kidd gonna make it. I think he's gonna make it through this year no matter mostly what. Mostly not leaving, bro. They not. I I think he likes developing some of those young guys and the Magic. I mean, I still think their roster is a little unbalanced. Um, which is why I've been looking at them as a um potential you know trade partner because they kind of have a roster um especially when they're right now they haven't been healthy like that but they're getting their guys back and when they get their guys back you you have to like they legit have to move off some guys because yeah um they just they just have to they literally have too many people at the positions yeah it's too much too much logjam um there so that's why i've been looking at them and I, but no, i don't think mostly is leaving like he's been doing a good job over there they they, they they usually uh they usually pack dudes up though. Like when I'm, whenever a team gets like a star like Paolo or whoever they gonna get this year, that coach usually gets three years and then he gone. Like that. There's, I feel like that's if the coach can't um, seamlessly jump from a developmental coach to a real coach. Because look at Taylor Jenkins, right? He was able to seamlessly be like kind of a developmental coach and a real coach where he coach now because he got that job um and it's he's clearly not going anywhere um i thought he got, he got no i thought he got the he got the did he get the job the year they picked two uh yeah well no the season the, where they were bad enough to pick two i thought he 
I thought they hired. I thought he showed up when they got a job. Yeah, yeah, but they were still. Um, they didn't go to the playoffs that first year. Yeah, um, but to me, they got better fast. It's, well, you, you I mean, right? Yeah, because the, 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 they added jaw to like a Jaren yeah, Jackson. Yeah, your point still remains valid though. Yeah, but regardless, I I don't know just because because I see like for example him and like a, a Silas differently because Silas Oof. there hasn't been any improvement. They're still the worst. The they were the worst team in the NBA, and they own pace to be it again. And like yeah, three seasons in a row, that's bad. And you know, I was trying to defend Silas, but there's nothing to defend to defend right now. Yeah. But with Mosley, at least, like even though the Rock, I mean the Magic, they're still not great. But then you have the injury thing to consider with him. And, and, and he's where they're getting better. He's developed people like that. What they doing with Bowl Bowl, and even one no Carter Junior. Yeah, and like there's. Better. There's stuff he can point to and be like, I did this. That yeah. was not typical, or these players weren't on that path before I showed up. Exactly. But um, I don't see that with the Rockets. The Rockets is, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're not, uh, uh, I feel, yeah. I can't even say I feel so bad for Silas because, I mean, he got dealt a raw deal. But, like, it's not, um. <laughs> it's like they're not there's not much to point to so i think he's definitely gone um sooner rather than later shit it might be him that they bring in back because <laughs> luca liked him too so yeah, looking at Mosley, it could be him I, I i i really 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 and the thing is the other thing as well because if nico and jason get are a package deal like it might be total turnover and that that would kind of be chaos but I don't know, man. You can't risk it. Like, I don't think they're going to... I do think Mark Cuban will do some splash move, whether it's good or bad, before Luke... Because they not... Luka can opt out. I think this is the first year of a five-year contract, but he can opt out of the fifth year, so it's really the first year of a four. We're not getting to year... to where that deal has two years left without there being a dude that it should have been should be an all-star play next to him by hook or by crook they might risk it all i might not even like it but they gonna i don't think they're not gonna do shit i really don't think they can do shit right now though yeah yeah it's it's just a crazy situation yeah i'm uh before i i've basically already given up on nico just because his read of the Brunson situation was so his his read, whoever's fault it was with the Jalen Brunson situation, um, I think was poor, and people are trying to blame Jalen, talking about he was always going to New York. That's something you tell yourself. Like the Knicks didn't even have a cap space to sign him until the draft, literally the night of the draft. So if he was always going there, how was he always getting there? Like. They, they basically had to get that deal with Detroit to even make that happen. So my point I'm trying to say with all this, I don't think he, and I'll be honest, I didn't either, but I'm just a fucking fan on, on Twitter. He makes millions of dollars to be a GM. You have to recognize your threats and your ability for your threats to attack you. And that's why I'm just kind of looking at him. He, he, he didn't, he fumbled the bag with Jalen. And then the response to that is, you extend Maxi and you give uh, JaVale McGee all that money, 
like and I'm not even saying the Maxi extension was horrible, but like he's just an older player who's kind of the he you know, he had a good playoff run, but Maxi was bad last regular season. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he was. And and something else, if you look at like Maxi's career, are we sure he's a stretch big? He he had he shot thirty-eight percent and he played like seventy games that year before the bubble. And then no, I think that was the year they went into the bubble at the very, very end. And then the year they played in the empty gems, that's when he went nuts and shot like 41%. But since then, he's fallen off. And like, basically, I think he's been in the league like five, six years. He really only has two years where he shot above average from three. And to me, when you see that, that's like that Tim Hardaway shit, where it's like, you you, you want to give a player that's been something no matter what situation they were in as opposed to what they were here that's also why i'm like hesitant to to really pay spencer and i'm trying to put him in trade packages because you know that that man is pushing 30 and he's torn both his acls i'm worried about how he's going to age no matter how great he's playing right now if that makes sense yeah, I mean, we just, we're old. Yeah. The day. Fifth, um, fifth oldest team in the league. Yeah, and they lied to themselves a lot um, to where they thought they weren't as old as they really were. So it's just, um, that's the, the disappointing situation. I think they need to eat, they need to eat it um, because at the end of the day, you are not, um, you're like a, a panic trade would be one of the worst things they could do. Um, you know, unless, unless the trade is for like, like if you're trading a first right now during the season, unless it's for a young guy that you can, like one of those guys that I was talking about, some guy that can maybe, you know, not maybe, but you project to develop into something, a young, he has to be (laughs) like young on the timeline where he has more levels to hit, Mm -hmm. um, fine, especially if the price is right and, this is like your one window, fine, fine. But other than that, if you're training a, a first, a pick to get somebody over the age of 20, even 27 is a little too high for me, but fine, over the age of 27, and it's not like a need, real needle mover, come on. Like, that you just have to eat it. Take take it right now. <laughs> just eat, eat the poor performance. I'm, I'm, I, we gonna wrap this up. Damn, this, I don't got away from me on this one. I think we had like an hour and a half. But anyway, if we, I think, I think we about to lose SJ. I think we're going to lose tomorrow. I think we're going to, after no December is wrapped up, I think we looking at like, I don't know what we got, 10 wins. I think we looking at like being four and, I'm sorry, 14 and like uh, 21 or some shit. Like it's about to get ugly in my opinion. And if that is the case, if I'm not wrong, I think we're going to be like multiple games back. I don't think anybody's going to be hurt. And it's just, we just not good. If that's the case, and like we in the 10th seed or 11th seed, I think you go full stealth stealth tank. You play Josh, you play Jaden, you still play Luca. You don't sit him down, but you don't play him 40 minutes anymore. And you start wood until you can trade them and you just go full stealth tank and try to be bad. And I think you, I, I love Dorian. Dorian's my man, but 
shit, if that table to get him for first, pack him up. Because I think Dorian's going to age out, SJ. He's going to age out I before think so, it's, it's just that he's my... And that's the thing. If if I am... It really pains me to say this, but I'm okay with moving him this season if we're, like, really bad. Yeah. Like, or, or not, like, really bad. But you know what I mean? Like, if we're in a point where we're trying to get into that top 10 of the draft, yeah, move him. You know what I mean? Fine. Because at that point... um for the next season you're obviously focused on becoming better but also development too um and i think at that because it's a kind of a wing heavy draft too um you're probably getting his replacement anyway (laughs) or a guy that can replace him um so fine but it's just that he's my you know favorite player but he's he's my guy man he's my guy too I, i i love him but at this point Watching him take strays from this fan base because he ain't scoring fucking 15 points again. I don't think Dorian played that bad last night, to keep it mm-hmm. real with you. And you, it's it's not just realistically, when it's time to win, he's going to be getting old. So the type of team that's going to want him is going to put him in a position to win. And I can root for him and say he's my guy. Like with Jalen Brunson, I'm watching my boy put up stats for the fucking Knicks and they still mid. Like, they still stink. Like, it's like, fam, I get it, but y'all mid. Y'all just as mid. It is funny, though. Knicks fans are basically to the point where they, like, they want to trade everybody on the team and build around him and the young dudes. And it's kind of funny. Because I think his dad and that coach is going to get fired before it gets that. But... I'm, I'm, but the point I'm trying to get at with all this is Spencer Dorian. There is no sacred calves except for Luca because everybody's old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's really the reality of the situation. But um, I just, I am, I just think they need to be right now. They can't. They legit like they're in a position where they can't afford any more mistakes. Mm-mm. You know, that's just it. I don't even think they have another. You can't take, like, the MLE. Like, they're going to have the bigger one next summer. The non-tax. Oh, they still going to be in the tax next. I got to look at the books. But even whether it's the tax for MLE, whatever MLE is, I don't think they got another JaVale McGee. You got to get somebody that can play. You cannot give another multi-year contract to someone who's not playing every night. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got to be strategic about it now. Yeah. But, um... Man, I got anything I need off my chest. I feel like this is a positive conversation. I mean, we was talking about how bad our team is, but I still got hope. There's still moves they can make to get better. Not this season per se, but even this season, if Dorian and Reggie start hitting shots, they'll win more games. The ceiling is just what it is. Yeah, yeah. But long term, I'm actually, I hate to admit it, but like, I've been digging through rosters for reclamation projects and teams that just have too many young dudes at a certain position. And there's some pieces, there's some pieces out there that I don't, I think aren't going to cost us picks, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we just got to uh, be able to go out there and get them. Yeah, let's see what the shoe salesman can cook up. It's so fucked up to call that man a shoe salesman. It's funny. I, I worked at a sneaker store when I was in college. And, uh, like, I literally was a shoe salesman selling shoes. And, like, that man was an executive. And you calling that man a shoe salesman. 
Listen, it is what it is. The game is the game. The game is cold, but it is fair. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, this is another episode of 21 going on 77. Thank y'all for listening. Um, yeah, say I'm putting this up there. You know, I'll edit anyway. I think the game is like fucking 1130 in the morning tomorrow. So I'm just going to put it I up. will be there. Oh. oh, I forgot about that. Listen, fam, you get arrested. If you get arrested for going after <laughs> after my guy. Or they kick you out because you don't call him and his daddy all types of crazy names. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna judge you, but I I'll shoot you some bail money. I got you. Thank you, thank you. I got you. But anyway, thank y'all for listening. Um, we will talk to y'all next week. I can pretty much guarantee it because I'm not going out of town until Christmas. Hopefully the Mavs turn it around. If not, we will be sitting here making up fake trades. <laughs> Thank y'all, and we will holler at y'all next week. Peace.